Ladies, hold on to your petticoats. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Happy Wednesday, my dear. A few weeks ago, I shared something on Instagram stories that resonated so deeply with so many of you, and I wanted to expand on it here. My friend Ashley Lemieux posted on Instagram a message that she had received from a follower. I'm just going to read it in full. They wrote, you have what I have longed for my whole life. You have someone you love who loves you back through thick and thin. I have two beautiful babies. They are perfect versions of my me and my partner, but my partner can't stand me. Without someone who loves you, Babies, house, dog, all that perfect life is meaningless. In a phrase, I envy you. I do. And there's so much pain that I hear wrapped up in that post. I have such compassion. I cannot imagine having a partner who is communicated that they cannot stand you. That just sounds devastating. And simultaneously, as Ashley has been with my dear friends for many years now, there is no one I have been angrier at God over than the way Ashley's life has unfolded. If you don't know her story, she lost their first two children uh, who they were permanent guardians of for four years. They were family for life. Uh, They lost them in a contested adoption that was absolutely unexpected and overnight. Without her getting to say goodbye, her children were gone. She then got pregnant and had a late term. She had a stillbirth at five months of her son Jace when she went into septic shock, giving birth unexpectedly alone in the hospital in the middle of COVID. And has now struggled with infertility for over a year. The number of times I have said to God, why? Why would you do this to one family? Why would you keep taking children and delaying children? I do not understand. And therefore, when I saw this woman's response to how beautiful her marriage is, Ashley's, to her husband, Mike's, which is 100% true. And how that is the area that this woman has focused on when she says, I envy you so much. And I thought the thing is, we can't parse someone's story. It's not fair to us to look at one part that we would long to have and ignore. And I think this is what was so striking to me is that someone is saying this to Ashley on Instagram. This woman knows her story. Ashley shares it frequently. She's still in the middle of it. This woman knows how much devastation she's been in and yet goes to bed at night thinking, gosh, I envy Ashley. And I said, the reality is we need to look at the whole picture of someone's life. And the truth I believe for this woman is that she would not give up her good to have Ashley's good. She would love to have Ashley's good marriage but she would not be willing to give up her good children and all of the other goodness that is present in her life. And I have thought about this for years, dating back to high school. 
where I've had friends that I saw some part of their life that I was so envious over, but I just happened to have that perspective at a young age that if I had to trade their whole life, I wouldn't trade places with them because I saw other things that I didn't want. I experienced this really recently with a friend who was having so much success that felt like it was happening so easily for her in areas that I felt like I've worked so hard over the last decade to get to. And yet then I got to thinking one day, well, what was she doing over the last 10 years? And I thought about what her career was, how she was spending her time, what she was working on. And I realized I wouldn't actually have wanted to trade that. Like to have overnight success in 2021, let's say, means you you weren't you weren't making progress on the success in the last 10 years. And so pursuing something else that's not of interest to me doesn't mean I would have been any happier the last 10 years. That's completely a fallacy to say if it had happened at the flick of a switch, I would be happier than if I had worked at it for 10 years. Meanwhile, it's not like this friend was lying by the pool popping bonbons for the last 10 years. She was doing other kind of work. Well, there's no other work I'd want to be doing than the work I've been doing at Dean Street. So I actually don't want this person's life over the last 10 years, but if we don't zoom out even to see maybe not the the whole picture of their life in terms of they have this, but they don't have this. They have the husband, but they don't have the children. I have the children, but I don't have the husband. But even where they are now versus where they were 5 and 10 and 20 years from now, not just looking at it horizontally, everything that their life encompasses now, but vertically, everything their life encompassed in the past and will in the future. I felt this so powerfully reading Amanda Klutz's book, Live Your Life, which if you have not read it, I just can't recommend it highly enough. I felt it was so healing for me with the trauma of everything we've gone through with COVID in the last year and a half. And of course, it resonated specifically with me because as you know, if you follow me on Instagram, Amanda and I were on a Broadway tour a million years ago. And so there's that, we have that episode on third circle grief, which I will link here. Third circle grief was so powerful and prevalent in this story for me of that sense of it could have been me. I think when you know someone distantly that something happens to, it it hits closer to home. There's more of a sense of that could have happened to me. And reading her story, I said to Jeremy, you know, there was a time in my life when I would have given anything to trade places with Amanda. <laughs> She's gorgeous. She looks like Charlize Theron. She's always had a great body. She got married to someone who was handsome and successful. She booked a Broadway show. I mean, it was it was the dream. And yeah, and there was a time, you know, at 25 when I might have traded places. When I was single and I was struggling with my weight and I didn't have a Broadway show. But then you read her story and you know, she went through a divorce. Obviously, which I I knew that, you know, years ago, but to actually read it on the page, it just takes me back in time to my own story to think there was a time at 25 when I might have traded places. But what about a couple years later when that marriage ends in divorce? 
And now the story doesn't look quite so perfect. And what about when you then then fast forward and she ends up widowed? Of course, I wouldn't trade places with her. But I think it's so powerful to look back and say, I couldn't see the end of the story. You know, at 25, that's where I, I, I thought that I, I would have traded places with her if a genie in a bottle had come down and given me the option, I probably would have said yes. But what about when you add 10 years and 20 years and 30 years to the story? You can't know where someone else's story is going to go. I think we hurt ourselves when we parse someone else's story. There are Of course, there are going to be stories where some people have so much pain. And I have heard from some of you in my DMs. There are times when it seems like someone's story just has hit after hit after hit. And I would not blame you in that place for saying there's got to be a better story out there. So I acknowledge that there are those extreme examples. And there are stories where everyone's life is pretty seemingly perfect and easy. I will give you that if there's someone in your life that you're like, but no, Hillary, truly, this person, it really seems like it's all, you know, amazing. But I think if you release those most extreme ends, 90% of us have both blessings and pain. And if we had to take the whole story of someone else vertically and horizontally, we would not take their pain. I think there's something about that adage, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, I think that most times we have adjusted to our pain. After a few years, I think when something is very raw and in the moment, it is so hideous to hold, you feel like I would do anything to not have to do, to deal with this pain. But a few years down the road, we adjust to our pain. And we, we learn how to navigate it and how to heal from it and, and how to, to live with it. And therefore, the idea of seeing someone else's pain and having to acknowledge, if I want the good, I also have to take the bad, we would say, no, I don't want to have to have walked through that. I don't want to have to have walked through miscarriage of losing a parent, of you know struggling with the weight loss, whatever it is. So I don't think we would take the pain, nor would we give up our blessing. You know, the woman writing Ashley, she has the children. She can't possibly actually look at Ashley and envy her full life, her meaning her entire life, because she can't envy the loss. But to envy her, it should be her whole life, because otherwise it's just not realistic that we can go around cherry picking as though we put together all the pieces of blessing and none of the pain. That just isn't life for most of us. Brooke Castillo, a life coach, says she is a philosophy that life is 50-50. I don't know if I believe that entirely, but it's worth trying on. If I believe that everyone's life has 50% blessing and 50% pain, then most of us, the pain we've walked through is the pain we know. And also, the blessing we have is so dear and precious to us, we would not actually want to give it up. Last week, we talked about gratitude. And I think this posture of requiring ourselves to look at the whole life of someone else keeps us grateful 
for what we have because it brings us back to the things we have that they don't. And it keeps us realistic, not idealizing and isolating one part of anyone else's. And that's not, again, to diminish what you don't have because I hear the pain of that woman who looks at Mike and Ashley's marriage and just thinks that is all I want in the world. But it's not actually. She also wants her children and she has those as well. And as much as her heart is breaking over how much she wants that marriage, and again, my heart does break for her because I have a beautiful marriage and I am so grateful for it and I can't imagine losing that blessing in my life. But I also can't help but think that this woman is breaking her own heart more with the false idea that she could put together this perfect life of what this person has over here and then just this part over here and ignore that pain and ignore that loss and just add it on to my own blessing. And no one has that perfect life. So this might sound a little dark, but I encourage you this week to consider people that you admire or rather people that you envy, people that you think wistfully, if only I too had that, and look for their hurt spots. Look for their pain. Find the parts of their story that you forget when you're focusing so much on that one part that you would love to be true for you. I have not found any friend over the years that I would trade places with. Every woman I know has painful parts of her story that I would not elect to walk through. And if I had to give up my own joy, I'm attached to my own joy. I love my husband. I love my business. I love my body. Whatever parts it is that you feel blessed by. Their story is more human than you realize. Their story is more human than you realize. And yours is more beautiful than you realize. And I hope that thought blesses you this week. I will see you back here next week with grace and gumption. You're welcome in advance. Till next Wednesday.